the season has come to an end. I mean, that's pretty obvious. I, with the Bears 24 to 7 round of 16 playoff loss or second round as you would call it in some circles, Matt. So it's it's bittersweet to be recording the Talking Bear Football podcast right here on westbranch.football presented by the Browns family of dealerships. But I always like talking about West Branch football. It's always better when you win, but when you lose it it you know, to still be able to give the kids credit for the work that they put in and the coaches as well, Matt, is is something that I think needs to be out there. We do the show win or lose, you know, rain or shine or whatever it is, whatever cliches you can come up with as we usually do through 108 episodes so far. Um or is it 109 with that AB well, thing? Yeah, it's 108. We'll okay. call it 108. We're calling it Fair enough. 108. We're calling it 108, yeah. 24 to 7 was the final score. You know, at the beginning of that game, it kind of was going the way Beckman was going to plan it for it to go. They wanted to attack, 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 try to wear their opponent down, drag you down the field with them as they go into the end zone, and do it again and again, and go put the women and children in bed and go hunting for dinner. And they had the Bears on the ropes. Got them down inside. Steven about ready to score, tried a field goal, and missed. And then the Bears get the ball. Something crazy happened. They made a drive as well. But the first quarter, there wasn't much going on. But as it wore on, as the game wore on, I think the, I hate to say it, the better team probably won this football game. You could definitely tell that Beckman is a senior-laden team. They are a group that's been playing at the varsity level for at least two, if not three years. Um, I mean, yeah, they they came in. They had a solid game plan of what they wanted to do to slow our offense down, basically saying, we're going to make Carver Belk beat us through the air. We're not going to let Andy Henson run. And um, they've got a bowling ball of a running back in Owen Hunergarth, and they said, we're going to just line up and make you stop him. And we saw as the night wore on that he is a hard guy to bring down. So tip your cap to them. But, you know, I've said uh, to myself several times uh, since Friday night, I still want to trade this team for anything that we've got wearing the black and red because, I mean, they are just effort, heart, grit. I mean, there's no quit in them. Even when they're down 17 points with two minutes to go, they still are – giving it their all. And so, you know, unfortunately, Beckman got the plays. Uh, They got, you know, a couple of the breaks, forced some turnovers, and came away with the win. But, you know, I still love our guys and everything that they were working at and trying to get accomplished uh, all season long that uh, unfortunately came to an end Friday night. So, Matt, you could almost say all grit, no quit, if if, (laughs) if we're looking at it like Stephen, as Stephen was proposing. Yeah, well said. I think, um, you know, this was the... This was a game that Beckman had, I think as they've done for most of the season, kind of a main game plan, kind of like Regina does too, where you run your big back, he gets hit at the line of scrimmage, falls forward for eight yards somehow, and uh, just work your way down the field that way. And man, as you two talked about last week, uh, yeah, they are big. Um, and it just, it, it obviously comes through a little bit on film, but until you see it in person, man, uh, that line is huge. Hunergarth just, I mean, as we've talked about him for the last, what, three, three seasons now, 
Um, I'm glad he's he'll be gone. <laughs> I'm glad we don't have to see him again. Um, but I know they've got some other other guys coming up too. But yeah, Stephen, as you ta- as you said, you know, uh, this team. I think they just they just kept fighting till the end, and that's who they are. They've did that every game this season, win or lose. Um, they just kept going and going and going. Um, never got upset, never got down, always there wanting to to finish those games off. And that's what they did. And <clears throat> I think this game, we continued just to see progress made by made by the offense. Carver Belk had a career game so far. And, you know, he's played, that's his 10th game at quarterback. And every single one of them, he has gotten better, smarter, faster, everything, you know, every word you want to throw out there. Um, So I think that like, and then uh, the defense, you know, extremely well. Uh, uh, Kale Seidel, a couple really good plays on defense. Um, I think just there's a lot of good things to look forward to. And yeah, the the eight seniors that we're losing, uh, it's going to be a bummer to lose them. Um, you know, I miss them already. Um, but I think there's a lot of good, good things to look forward to. Um, and despite the result of this game, um, I, th- I think it just shows, uh, shows a bright future. Well, you know, I, Matt, we'll go ahead and go with the scoring summary and then we can close this game up, uh, with, with some thoughts and observations. So Jason, as you mentioned, uh, a scoreless first quarter. So, we're going to pick it up in the second and late in the second, actually, with 153 remaining in the first half. Uh, Beckman drives 55 yards and eight plays to crack the scoreboard first with a one-yard touchdown run from Hunegarth, 7 nothing Blazers. Uh, the Bears' following possession, they had a good drive going into Beckman territory, uh, but Beckman uh, intercepted a Carver Belt pass near uh, their own 20, and then they drive down uh, to the to their own or to the Bears 10 yard line and somehow with 0.66 6 seconds left on the clock uh, they make a short field goal to go up 10 to nothing headed into the half in the third quarter uh, Beckman intercepts another pass and again proceeds to drive down the field to put points on the board this time with a 37 uh, yard tight end pot pass wide open uh, Stephen I think you you call it well on the on the bear cast we've kind of just been playing Playing up all game, expecting Hunegarth to run it, and um, yep, they caught us lurking and uh, wide open right up the middle of the field, seventeen to nothing Blazers. Still in the third, the Bears get on the board with a seven-yard jet sweep play from Peyton Miller, um, and that was you know set up by a, a kind of a fun fifty-yard flea flicker play to to Andy Henson. Uh, I think we had saw it. We had seen it in practice on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. I think we ran it at uh, we ran it against Cardinal, but we had a penalty, penalty. because we had two guys yeah. that were moving, so we had an illegal shift, so it didn't count. Got it. Okay, um, but yeah, 50 yard flea flicker play. Gosh, what's I think everybody on the offense touched the ball. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> three <laughs> or close. four guys. Yeah, three or four guys. Um, but yeah, that was a long pass to Andy Henson from Belk to set up the Bears in the red zone. Um, so 17-7 Beckman at that point. And Bears tried to get back into the game, but you know just c- couldn't do so, and Beckman put it away uh, with 6.45 remaining in the fourth on a four-yard touchdown pass. 24-7 Blazers, and that is how the game finished. And I think about some of those drives, Stephen. We'll let Matt take a little break here. 
When you look at West Branch's drives, West Branch did most of its damage, most of its damage going to the west. And the wind was out of the northwest. Most of their damage was going into the wind. So some of those throws when you're kind of trying and you're in desperation or trying to make a big play came up a little short and were picked off by the wood by the Blazer defenders. West Branch never really got anything going as they had a little wind advantage, which is usually the opposite when you think about a wind at 15 or 20 mile an hour. Yeah, and it was weird because, like you say, it was northwest, so it was kind of a cross breeze. Right. So it was a slight advantage, but you could see that. I mean, the two interceptions, it was just a case where you know we had good routes run and Carver stepped into it and threw it. The wind just knocked it down, and Beckman just had the position on it. I mean, I called it on the Bearcast of, you know, they just kind of boxed us out. And, I mean, it seemed like contact, but really it wasn't. When you go back and watch it after the fact, I mean, they were just in good position that if that wind isn't blowing or if the wind is at our back, maybe it carries it a little bit and we drop it in where it needs to be. But, unfortunately, the wind just kind of cut it down, and, you know, it was just... It's one of those frustrating things because, I mean, it seemed like a game of so close, you know, just woulda, coulda, shoulda. And, you know, you never want to second guess anything. But, you know, it's like we went for it on fourth down in the first half. Do you take the points there? I I like the call to go for it myself because you know that it's going to be hard to score. So try to get some points. And then, you know, the two interceptions – on plays that we had. We had a nice long pass play and we got called for an unsportsmanlike penalty. I mean, it was just so many times and so many times that I think some of the things that we've seen from this young team where, and Coach Hirschman said it at halftime, 90, 95% of the offensive play works, but that 5 or 10% makes all the difference in the world. And I hope that the guys are kind of looking at some of those things and doing some learning in the offseason of, you know, I may be the backside tight end and the play's going away from me, but if I make sure that I step properly and get just enough of a chip on this guy, it slows him down, so then my quarterback has another second to step into it and delivers a strike and we get the first down, rather than he throws on the run and it's an incomplete pass. I mean, and that's not a specific play, that's just a, you know, made-up situation. But it's just those little things that, Ah, the play's going away from me. No big deal. I don't have to try. No, you do have to try because that sells it. That makes the defense react differently than if they see you kind of moping around lollygagging. You know, they're having to commit because they think you're doing something else. So, yeah, and with with how young this team is, I think that's just something that's going to come with time. Uh, it takes experience. It takes failure to to get better mm-hmm. in that in that scenario. They need to live it. Um, and they need to learn from it. And those underclassmen now, they've got this whole offseason up until August 26th next year to uh, to get that figured out and, and realize, you know, those little things make a big difference. Right. Really quickly to Matt's point when he was giving the summary, he said how he goes, they somehow got a, <laughs> a field goal in. I went back seven times because, you know, I like to do these things. And did it perfectly from the snap, and I timed it. Every single time, it was between 5.5 and 5.7 seconds when the incomplete pass hit the ground in the in the uh, southeast corner of the end zone. So I actually think the timer up in the 
up in the stands got it right. I know. I yeah. It was just. It's just. It's just funny. Yeah. It was that it was point six. If I see one point two or one point one, you know something like that, probably wouldn't even make a fuss about it. All right. But point six, of course, I'm going to go check it or out. Point one. They yeah. nailed it. I, mean, I think they they nailed that right. Another point I was going to make is you know even in a losing factor, was it Matt or Stephen? One of you said had a career night for Carver Belk as a passer. By the way, that was a top ten in the history of West Branch football passing night. Number nine. From what I can find over the last 22 years of stats, uh, it's it's number nine. Most of the top eight are guys by the name of, what were their names? Shoot. Oh, Cornwell. And Never heard of Heis- him. Heiserman. Gavin Heiserman. Yeah, Heis- Heiserman is right. Heiserman. Yeah. yeah. Hey, there's one from a phenomenal graduating class. Aaron Vincent should still be in that top 10. With 312. Yeah, he's probably. 327, I thought it was. 327. Yeah, he was, uh, no, it was 312, or 311, sorry, against 311. Yeah. Mount Vernon. And then Bo got that, and then Heiserman got that, and it's good times. So Now Bulk. Now now Bulk's up in, up there in, 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 in some, <laughs> some fine category. Bo, so, yeah, and, and I'm sure their families can appreciate the fact that we understand what their real names are. We're just going by the, pronun- the official uh, second round of the playoff pronunciation. It's always fun when we go on the road. That you actually, Beckman was one of the few, but you get the PA announcers that track you down and say, how do I pronounce these? Right. I think we, now. I think we need to, I think the sports information director needs to put together a uh, pronunciation. A guide. pronunciation yeah. list. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's for, for next year, unfortunately. But I don't really know what else to say from my perspective of this game is it was tough, tough loss. There's no, if anybody tries to say they overachieved, no. West Branch kids never overachieve. They just work hard and they get things done. And we know how to, and, and they've learned how to win. It's it's part of the tradition. It's part of the program winning. And hopefully that'll I think it's going to continue next year. Anything else from you guys is this game? Now with this game, I mean Beckman's a good team. And yeah. Best of luck to them. Um they've got uh well, I guess we could just segue into other playoff action here, but they've got MFL Marmac coming to town. Um and, team uh, they beat forty-one to seven a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and then winner of that will take on the winner of Sigourney Kyoto or, uh, and Dyke New Hartford. So, yeah, best of luck to Beckman. Uh, yeah, they're a good team. You know, big as we talked about. Hunergarth is a, a bruising runner, and I think they've got they 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 have some other weapons on offense too um, that that can take them far. So yeah, best of luck to to Beckman. But yeah, in uh, other playoff action, as I mentioned, MFL Marmac, they're going to head to Beckman because they defeated Iowa City Regina 21-7. to Pella Christian uh, took on Dyke New Hartford, and as I alluded to earlier, Dyke New Hartford won that one 35-14. And then um, kind of another one that's kind of in the area of interest, uh, Sigourney Kyoto defeated Columbus Catholic 18-7. to and when you look at that that pod, the, as they as the state called them, these four game pod, four team pods, look at Dyke New Hartford. This team was nowhere near a rank a ranking sheet in the preseason, and they are dominating teams. Yeah, they are ten and zero, and they're dominating teams. The closest game, the best game they had was against Columbus Catholic in the 
early on. They were losing by two touchdowns in that game. Came back to win by, I think, almost two touchdowns. If this, It may have been 35-21. Yeah, first the game final. of the season. Yeah. So this is a team that people slept on. I guess they've never heard of Dyke New Hartford before. Because Are they any good? You, yeah, Don Betts, <laughs> head, longtime coach there. He's got something good going at Dyke New Hartford. <laughs> a little bit, so, yeah. Yeah, so this is this was, uh, I would have called it in Class 1A, the, the pot of death. Because you're talking, you had, if you look at it, MFL Marmack beating Regina was the big upset, obviously. When you look at it like that, I think, but I can talk. MFL Marmack over Regina was an upset. Yeah. But, but they also just got a couple kids back from injury. And they've got, they've got one of those things that's going, the old school is coming back with the offenses, guys, with a lot of these teams. Look at the teams that are left in this, on this side of the state. It's old school football. It ain't, it isn't four wide, five wide, shoot them out, throw them out all day long. Like you're going to see at OABCIG, et cetera. Sigurd and Kyoto, well, we know what they've got. Dyke New Hartford, very traditional. MFL Marmac, I think they've passed like 4% of the time this year. And we saw Beckman, big physical teams are very successful in the playoffs. And yeah, let's wish them well. We wish you well. <laughs> <laughs> we wish you well. See how good we are? That is why That is why we do this podcast. Season-ending statistics, gentlemen. The, the wonderful people there at iSports, iScore, Varsity Bound, whatever Varsity Bound. Well, we got the season-ending stats emailed to us. How about that? Did you get that email too? Is, is that what that was sent late last night? It was. From you deleted score? it, I presume. Yeah. Yes. I did. <laughs> well, here's some. Stephen, did you get that? I don't get those, no. Okay, well. I'm here, not one we'll of the get, cool kids. Here's some things that stood out to me, which you can see them on Varsity Bound if you've got those pulled up, and you probably do. One, A couple things that stood out to me Carver Belk, 902 yards passing. Five touchdowns on the season. In fact, about one fourth of the over one fourth of his passing yards came in the final game. He was just shy of a thousand, which is kind of the the quote unquote old school barometer for passing yard for passing success. Look at Andy Henson. How many rushing yards, man? I know you've got it pulled up now. Um, I wish this was somehow sorted in a way that was logical, <laughs> and it is not. Uh, 1,320. 1,320. So in 10 games, Stephen, give me the little West Branch math. That's what? Uh, uh, 50, what? No, uh, uh, 130 (laughs) some a game. Yep. Give or take. 132 a game. That's, that's a, that's a nice statistic. Interesting statistic. Seven games over 100 yards, three games under 100 yards. West Branch's record, seven and three, amazing. Those teams I was that... a little slow on my math, Jay, because I was just looking <laughs> at some of those. Um, yeah, Columbus, we had twenty-eight rushing yards from Andy Henson. Regina, we had thirty-two from Andy Henson. Beckman, we had twenty-five from Andy Henson. So, um, as Andy Henson went, this team went, and the incredible thing about Andy too is his ball security. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't realize this, but he had one fumble on the season, and it wasn't lost. He he recovered his own. Yeah, that's like that. You that is an invaluable 
Uh, vault security is an up. invaluable type of thing that, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, there's really nothing else to say other than it's just how invaluable that is. Thank you for bringing that up because that was going to be the, for me, to, for me, looking at every single statistic, that was the one that stood out to me of all the stats on this sheet. Yeah, I mean, 1,320, that's a wonderful season. It's a great season. Almost 1,000 yards passing, that's a great season. And I mean, total yardage, Andy, what, 1,481? And Carver Belk, 1,167. So you got two guys, uh, you know, the quarterback and the running back, obviously, are the, they should lead your team in, in total yardage in most seasons. And both if, back. And both are back next year. And by the way, uh, I think the leading receiver for the season was Peyton Miller. Threw the ball at him 37 times. 37 times and he caught 19. So he was the leader in touches and a leader in receptions. And how many yards? 228. But then you look at receiving yardage for numbers. Three of the next the next five uh, leaders, three of the next four, are coming back next year. Actually, four of the next five are returning in 2021. Yeah, Andy Henson, Holden Arnhem, and Kinnick Belk. And Wyatt Federland. Wyatt Federland. Wyatt Federland, not Lind. That's a different guy. It's the other guy. So what do you think, Stephen, when you look at the stats or when you look back at this season, what thing really stands out to you? I mean, I just think the way that this team grew. I mean, we've talked about that a lot. But you know, you look at this schedule, Lisbon, a top ten team, and we win just a hard fought, I mean, not pretty, just slugfest. Columbus, top ten team, and you know, our defense really kept a high powered offense in check. We just couldn't get the offense clicking. And kinda like we saw where, you know, one or two things would hurt a play, hurt a drive, something like that. And then to be able to come back and, you know, have a controlling first half against Meepo, have Meepo come back and basically regain momentum and then drive back down and regain the lead and, you know, take care of a solid Durant team, take care of a solid Wilton team, have a great performance in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, just seeing how this team started to mature and seeing, you know, for us going out on Tuesdays when we do our interviews and, you know, just being able to be around the guys and see how close they are and see how much they have fun when they're doing different ISO drills or different things within practice. And, you know, just finding all of those other things that they've been able to do and grow from and just see them, you know, developing as young men and as football players and becoming a better team throughout the entire season. And Matt, from your eye, from your spot, either on the sideline, up in the booth, uh, in the blue pearl. Uh, what what are some what's something you want to take away from this season? Yeah, I mean we keep coming back to it, but I think just the youth. I mean, this team had to replace what six, seven, eight starters, um, and that's probably both ways, just because of uh, how small we are. Most everybody plays plays two ways or, or you know three ways with special teams. Um, <clears throat> I think what this team was able to do, where you know finishing seven and three, making it to the the second round of the playoffs, um, being 
you know, ha- make you can make an argument that we had, you know, a decent chance in most most every, if not every game, even the the ones that we lost. I think is pretty impressive. And as Steven said, they just kept growing and growing and growing game after game. And we could see it before our eyes. It's not like something that, well, you would obviously see it in statistics and things like that as they're growing, but just the eye test, um, just something that you watch as we're watching them, of course, closely, both during the game and, and watching it again after the game too. Um, just, yeah, they just kept growing and getting better getting smarter, getting more mature, getting more comfortable with the playbook. Um, And you heard that from the coaches, heard that from the players, obviously, um, heard that from media, you know, whatever it is. Um, And it showed on the field. And I I think that's really impressive. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, losing the eight seniors that were losing stinks. I mean, they're a fantastic class, like one of the – I in my memory, at least one of the best classes, at least from my perspective of what I do with the team, just a fun, fun group to work with. Um, going to miss those guys and going to miss their talents on the field. Cole Bailey, Drake Berry, Seth Franzoni, Gavin Hills, Brady Hunger, Peyton Miller, Cash Woody, and then Miles Hansen too. It's just, it's unbelievable the amount of leadership um, and strength that they showed on and off the field. Uh, they're going to be missed, but as I said, um, I think we've got a really good, you know, group of seniors and or um, currently juniors and sophomores that are arguably um, extremely important to this team and played a, a critical role as much as these seniors did this year. So, um, yeah, bummer way to end the season. Um, you know, it's we're always gonna. There's only gonna be one team that ends the ends the season with a win. Um, that unfortunately wasn't us this year, but um, yeah, I think just there's a lot of bright uh, bright spots here on this team and in this program, and uh, yeah, already looking forward to next year. Unfortunately, Matt, there are more than one team that's going to do it this year because Tipton and North Cedar played at the end of the year with this goofy schedule this year. Stupid that they put, did it because they played a week they did, nine game. They played oh, a the week, week nine well, game. You know they had I those did. extra. Yeah. I know what you meant. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> When you think about it, there's only one team that people are going to remember, and it's the team that wins the state championship. The people are from the outside. But inside West Branch, this team, that's who we're going to remember. We're going to remember Cash Woody. We're going to remember Drake Berry, a three-year starter. Peyton Miller, a three-year varsity player. We're going to remember guys like Cole Bailey, a three-year varsity player. They gave their heart, their blood, their guts, their sweat, their tears and a few extra a few extra adjectives and other things on the field to this football team. I'm going to remember two things. One, I'm going to joke about. The other one, serious. One, it's the first football team I've ever seen anybody get a penalty for signaling with their hand that the team got a first down. <laughs> first time I've ever seen that. That's pretty impressive that you're just pointing for a first down and it costs you 15 yards. My opinion, 15 yards well spent. Yeah, better not show emotion. Yeah, don't show any emotion. Don't say any words. And don't celebrate. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't celebrate. Just, just robotically go back to the huddle. <laughs> but more, but more than anything, the uh, to kind of tie on to what Matt said of with the seniors and how they interacted with Stephen, Matt, myself, anybody else that spoke with them, as far as the media and the community at large, 
but how the sophomores, juniors interacted with the seniors. And I sometimes, you know, I hear family, 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 and I will come clean and say sometimes I giggle. But this team actually, to me, may have lived up to that more than any because there was no identity for this team coming into this season. When you only have eight seniors out of about 30 varsity players, I can't remember the last time if there ever has been a class that was this small from a graduating class. But the way they came together was it's a lesson that the teams below them can learn and hopefully they'll carry on as we move forward. Steven, I know there are a lot of people, you see them up in your booth uh, that help you out, uh, that help out with the with the bear cast, that help out on the sidelines that we see. The stats guys, I'm not going to give them, we'll just say thanks. They they take care of their own, their, their self-promotions. They do all that on their own. So we don't, they, I think they have their own website now, probably their own. I, I'm guessing that they're starting up at Bitcoin. They're going to start their own cryptocurrency. Maybe they'll do a podcast. Maybe they'll do a podcast. Yeah, maybe they'll do that. That'd be great to have that kind of a podcast in West Branch that talks about the football team. But Stephen, <laughs> a lot of volunteers, a lot of people behind the scenes. And why don't you thank those guys? It's one of those where, I mean, Mike and I, especially because we're the voices that you hear a lot, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, we just, we love hearing you and you guys just do a great job and you can just tell you love doing it. And you're right, we do. And the three of us enjoy doing this and it's a labor of love. But you also look at the people that when you have a home football game, you know, you've got the chain gang. Yeah, we give them a hard time, but we know they're volunteers. They're down there and they have to listen to the opposing coaches. They have to make sure they know what they're doing. Our guys, they do it right. They're very professional about it. And so even though we give them some good natured ribbing, we do appreciate everything that they do. Those stat guys, I hate, I, this is hard for me, but those emails that you got, Jason, it's because of what those stat guys do. And I mean, they're the guys that are down there, rain or shine, whatever. They've got their walkie talkies because they're all fancy now. They want to be like <laughs> us with wireless technology, but you know, they're the ones they're tracking it. And you know, they could just kind of, mail it in and be like, eh, it looked like it was three, four yard. I don't care. But no, they, again, are professional about it. They work their tails off. They do a great job uh, in that press box. I mean, Jason, you've got a room full of people with you that, you know, there's normally two or three people that are helping with scoreboard and spotting and PA announcing and music. You've got the marching band. You've got, you know, just so many different things that go into it on a Friday night at a home game that, uh, you know, those volunteers are very integral to making it part of that experience at Butch Peterson Field at the Little Rose Bowl on Oliphant Street in historic downtown West Branch in East Central Iowa in the upper Midwest of the Northern Hemisphere of the United uh, States. So all you're saying whatever. is it takes a village. <laughs> it does take a village. <laughs> and then um, finally, um, we somehow got out without being able to interview her this year, but we got two of her protégés that were seniors, but Jody Culver... I tell you what, and Jay Bird, you're around her a lot more than we are. She does everything. I mean, this football program doesn't move forward without Jody Culver. And um, big, huge tip of the cap to her, getting the managers in place, knowing what they're doing. And basically, if there's something that this football team needs, she figures out a way to do it. So a huge thank you to her, among others. So, And to throw a couple more names on there, Abby Culver helping out with the camera in the end zone. Uh, Mr. Kaleberg, Mr. Reaganider, Ms. Johnson helping out with uh, 
on the side as managers. That's a thing. That really is a thankless job. And they kind of sometimes can go through, you know what, but boy, do they, they bring it together on Friday nights and these kids usually appreciate them a hundred percent of the time. I shouldn't say usually they never give them bad, never give them any crap on the sidelines. There's always thank yous. Thanks for the water, just for handing them water. Thank you. That tells you there's some respect for what these kids do. And definitely Jody Culver, fantastic job. And, and if we missed anybody, it's, uh, you know, we want to say... There's a reason I didn't list a lot of specific Jared names. Jared Tiley, but, uh, the coach, what a wonderful addition he was to our Bearcats crew this year. Honestly, he really, really was. Uh, we, Jerry Jerry Flagle this year went one and one. Um, he was there for two weeks uh, filling in for JT. And, you know, we always have a spot in the booth or wherever for, for sideline Jerry. Uh, he's obviously he's got voice of the bears emeritus voice of the bears emeritus yes i think that's jt true. took more vacation days than any of us have ever since we started the say he took two vacation days in one season and yeah i've taken one in the last 12 years i left three minutes early from a game that was over because my kid was in the emergency room <laughs> yeah and i was getting married <laughs> matt took one he just because he's getting married i mean married uh, what <laughs> Yeah, that's an excuse. That's that's okay though. Off-season events is next up on our on our list of things. The football banquet probably going to happen within the next few weeks. Keep an eye. I'm sure we'll get that up on westbranch.football, not westbranchfootball.com. Westbranch.football probably going to be a Sunday early evening, late afternoon, early evening uh, party, whatever you want to call affair. it, just a, an affair to come together and recognize the accomplishments of these kids and the cheerleaders. And the whole then the whole deal. Highlight film. Uh, probably going to get together. Hope uh, we are going to get that out in December. Just keep an eye on West Branch Football and social media for information about that. And Stephen, I'm going to let you answer this question: the 22 20 boy, I can talk. <laughs> 2022 football season begins August 26th. Thanks, Matt, for saying it earlier in the podcast. I was paying you attention. Bet. And we'll be at home, right back at the uh, Butch Peterson Field at the Little Rose Bowl on Oliphant Street in downtown West Branch. Historic. Downtown Historic. West downtown West Branch. In picturesque eastern Iowa. East central Iowa. Uh, it officially began, I guess, the day after, uh, at about 10 o'clock on Friday night. I think the first day of practice is probably around August 2nd. And uh, we're looking forward. A lot of things going on for that. Want to wish the winter sports teams... Uh, the best of luck in their endeavors with the basketball programs and the wrestlers. And um, I know the may, maybe the most anticipated season of the year is coming up soon. Christopher Jive and the Uptown 325 <laughs> are going to be back on the back on the uh, swing choir circuit. They, they, and uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, they are always it's always a good show. Hopefully, they can get that. A uh, new auditorium done so they can have a show there this year. Host a show to show off a the building itself and to show off the talents of all these kids in West Branch for once. That is the plan. The uh, they're supposed to have the SNJ Saturday Night Jive uh, my birthday weekend, the weekend of January twenty second. So, sell <laughs> promotion is a great thing. Already on the calendar, <laughs> and I'll be in Columbus, Ohio, for Iowa wrestling against Ohio State. Hey, by the way, Matt. Happy birthday three weeks late. Oh, thank you, program. Jason. You're yeah, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You know, Stephen wouldn't do that. I would. 
<laughs> anything else you guys want to throw in for off-season stuff uh, before we uh, talk about one one more thing? I would just say, I mean, I know you'd like to uh, ask us for like some pep talks and whatnot. So I'll just give my thoughts for the underclassmen, the guys coming up. Um, like you said, Jay, next year started at 10 o'clock Friday night. Um, started a little earlier than we wanted to, but the key is, you know, I think really two huge keys. One, get in that weight room because, you know, like Coach Peterson said Friday night, the teams that we lost to this year were bigger and stronger than us, so we got to make sure that we're continuing to grow, get those uh, calories getting into you, get bigger, get stronger, get faster, just become better athletes all around. And I think the other thing is um, get your noses in the playbooks and watch film, just kind of understand the game of football, understand, you know, why is it that Coach Hirschman's saying that on this play you need to do this? You know, look at it and kind of really understand it, you know. I'm sure you could talk to any of the coaches uh, and they would sit down with you at some point and say, yeah, here's the types of things that you need to be looking at. So just kind of learn, understand, and grow as players so that you uh, are getting better because when we kick it off again next year, you know, we said there was a lot of these teams that uh, we played that were really good. There's a lot of those teams that had a lot of underclassmen just like us. So that schedule is going to be just as challenging next season. So we got to make sure that we're working hard and getting better each and every step of the way. And, you know, Aiden Shields works with me down at the ice cream shop. He was in on this on Saturday and he looked at me and goes, you know, the season, it felt like it flew by. I mean, it, it feels like just last week I was at Lisbon playing my first varsity game and now it's done. I said, and now you're a senior, and it's going to go even faster. So don't take anything for granted. Make the most of every opportunity you get when it comes to being a West Branch Bear football player. Steven, how can they keep up with West Branch football and all the things that we're going to talk about, uh, there, all the events and things that can happen in the offseason between now and next August? Um, let's see. So you turn on your computer. Yeah. West Branch football. Well, that's that's a lot for Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Thank computer. you, Matt. I was lobbing it for you. I was hoping you saw it. <laughs> God bless you guys. West Branch football. That's going to be your go-to source. And if you want to go back and relive anything, go to YouTube. Matt's got all those games posted up there too. So look for the West Branch Bears YouTube channel. Old games might uh, even have an opportunity this off season to get some uh, classic games going up there as well. So. Classic games and maybe some <sighs> classic podcasts. Uh, Matt, it was it was August of 2014 on East Court Street in Iowa City when you and I came up with the ridiculous idea of doing the Talking Bear Football podcast. Right here that on WestBranchFootball.com. <laughs> yes. No sponsor, sorry. No, it was powered by the Hoop, Hoop Powered Project. by the Hoop Project. Oh, oh, the Hoop Project. Powered by the Hoop Project. We thought, you know what? We've been seeing every all these college teams and professional teams do it. Why can't we do this at the high school level? Come together, talk about the game that was, maybe talk to a coach or a player or two, maybe do a live show at the old school Main Street Suites and the new one. Or from the old press box, may it rest in peace, really, <laughs> rest in peace. I'm uh, surprised nobody got hurt, they had pieces. And, uh, or do live from Herb and Lou's after a football game on a Friday, 
before the playoff matchups came out, Matt, uh, why don't you go ahead for a few minutes, talk about what you remember. Yeah, just in case nobody's picking up on what Jason's laying down here, this is our last episode of the Talking Bear Football Podcast right here on westbrandfootball.com. Um, yeah, we just uh, decided that um, as much as we love doing it, um, we've got a whole host of other things that we're doing on westbranch.football with uh, you know, social media and Bearcast on Friday nights and um, highlights and full games and highlight film and all of that stuff that we've got going on that um, everybody loves. Um, we, you know, as we're getting busier and busier with personal lives and things like that, it's uh, it's one of these things that we had to take a step back and look at and say, we're spending a lot of time on this. We love to do it, but um, we need to spend more times with our families and loved ones and things like that. And this is one area where uh, we had to make the tough call to say, you know, think let's uh let's step back from that and uh kind of refocus our efforts on other things that we're doing and then also our our family and friends and things like that too so um yeah so it's um it's been a ride 108 episodes now this is 108 um kind of crazy to to get at this point and what'd you say jason we're doing this for since 2014 since 2014 yeah yeah so six, six and a, a little more than six, seven years, excuse me, of this. And um, it's been fun. Uh, I'm, yeah. I know these episodes have gotten a lot better since then, both uh, <laughs> both with the, the jackasses you hear on the microphone, but also um, how they're edited and how they sound and all that kind of stuff, too. So I would just like to say I'm honored to be considered one of the jackasses that you hear on here. Thanks for including me. <laughs> Steven, I think, when did you come in? Um, What'd you say? It was episode like 70, 68, somewhere in there. Looks like, oh gosh, 64. 64. Is the first one that I see you mentioned in the description. So that was August, or excuse me, October 8th, 2018. And yeah, thanks for coming on, Steven. I mean, it's added. Yeah, thanks for improving uh, us. Yeah, I'm not, I don't. I don't have a voice for radio nor a face for video, so um, good to... Hey, at least I've got the face for radio, so... <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Somebody else to come in and uh, and help us out, and um, yeah, I think you've... Uh, yeah, invaluable part to to us three here, and um, yeah, thank you for coming on, Stephen, and... Honored that you asked me. And Jason, thanks for hosting... Uh, most of the 108 episodes um, that we've done, um, it's been fun, you know, as we talked about it, as we started it from East Court Street in Iowa City, and now here we are today, and um, yeah, it's been awesome. It's been great. Well, I can I can say this is uh, <laughs> this is the part where, where Jason loses it. Um, <laughs> you know, you grow up in a town... And you fall in love with things. And my first love was West Branch football. And hearing the voice, Jerry Flagel, and I heard Dave uh, Vid Johnson uh, on the intercom, you know, the PA down at the football field. And his voice would just resonate for 120 miles. It was so deep and, and distinct. And when I was a kid, I always... My brother always wanted to be the voice of the Iowa Hawkeyes. 
he fulfilled his dream. Well, in short, thanks to, you know, Butch's trust or whatever in me, being the PA guy and really being in co-host with Matt and Steven uh, of this podcast, I got to live mine. And that was to be a voice of the West Branch football football program. So to all the 17 people that are going to listen to this. (laughs) Well, it's a little (laughs) more than that. Come on. Well, we want to thank, we want to thank some people. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, Mr. Geesey's listening and Mr. Rummelhart, my parents are listening. Uh, And, you know, for anybody else that you guys know of, uh, we want to thank you for your support of the podcast, but not just of that. It's not the podcast that we're supporting. We're supporting the kids, the product that's on the football field on Friday nights and Monday nights or Thursday nights or Tuesday nights, whenever they decide to schedule some of the fresh soft football games. But anything for West Branch, we want to thank you for your support and for taking, used to be an hour with Mrs. Geesey doing her walks around West Branch or wherever, uh, listening to this program. And thank you, Stephen, for being a part of it and uh, for everybody out there that listened to the well, I can hear the music in the background, and with Matt being on the program, you knew it was going to be a Green Day song. Uh, so with that, I guess uh, for the last time, and we thank you for that, for listening along. This is the Talking Bear Football Podcast. Right here on westbranchfootball.com. Powered by the Hoot Project. Thank you, everybody. And Stephen, take us out. Take care, everyone. I never cried when I was younger. And Jason cried because Jason's a crier. Yeah, I'm kind of a crier. Oh, boy. No, I just, I'm crying because really that whole, when you're a kid, you want to do something thing, and it really wasn't that big of a deal, but, you know, it is what it is, and I'm crying because Matt would say, come on in the kitchen. We would record from the table. I could just see his recording (laughs) on that table. And then when we record, we'd get five, six kids to come upstairs in the pro- into the press box. And I thought it would fall down because there were too many people up there in one spot. Oh, man. And then Steven, we record. I could hear that bell from the door opening of yeah. that episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Steven wouldn't let us record the one inside. We had to do it outside. <laughs> I don't remember that. Why did I make it sit outside? We did an inside episode and an outside episode at the new location. Yeah, we did an inside one at the the one next to Linda. I remember that one. And I remember you coming down to the other one, but I was thinking that you... I didn't remember doing it outside. We did it outside, probably just because it would have sounded better and probably busy inside and things like that. Yeah. Gotcha. All that good stuff. So...